And also in what I do as a pastor, like it allowed people something to to approach me because sometimes people get weird about the pastor. Like, oh, he's like super holy and like, I can't talk to him. He's like, no, I'm just a dude. And so I love Jesus. So it just gives people sometimes something to like, hey, so uh, they don't know what to say. This gives them something to talk about. Hey, welcome in. This is Pulpit to Podcast once again, where, you know, we're still figuring out what to talk about sometimes. I think we can hear half the time and we're like, hey, what are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> the pulpit and the, the podcast. The pulpit, the yeah. Sunday before. So when we first set out, we talked about how we're going a lot of Sunday or a lot of days with the podcast. We're going to be yep. talking about what happened on Sunday, kind of um, pulling out things that maybe you didn't have enough time to talk about. Yep. Um, and sometimes we're just going to have some fun and bring up different subjects. Fun. Yeah. And so today is going to be <laughs> one of those days where we just have some fun. Yeah. Because we need some fun today. I said, Bo, yeah, we could, we could talk about the, we could talk about the sermon or let's talk about the things we like to do. Yeah. And let's like totally experiment with it and see if people even like to hear us talk about the fun things we like to do and get to know us a little more because hopefully we're building an audience and a family and you're wanting to listen to what's going on here at Commando Chapel. And uh, so as always, Jeff Turner, Bo Steele, Steele. the man, the legend, which by the way, I love, I think it'd be so legit to have the last name Steele. Like, come on, like you have to live up to that name. I love it. You know, (laughs) I mean, with the name, way my name is spelt B O Mm. like, I didn't like it growing up because body odor, you know, like okay, fourth graders just they take that and they run with it. Kids are mean, dude. But and I I remember (laughs) I talked about this with my mom uh, before. (laughs) She said that like she knew that that during that time I was like really struggling with my name. Like, why did you name me this? And then she knew in the back of her head, like, just hang on, you're gonna love your name when you're older and. I, I love my name. Like it is my parents did a great job. <laughs> I feel like if you weren't working at the church, you would have had a lucrative career as a professional wrestler or like UFC MMA fighter. Like I, I've gotten Bo Steel. I've gotten country <laughs> singer. I've gotten football player, yes. wrestler. Bo Steel. Hey, did you here. come up with that name? You're like, no, that's my given name. I'm Bo Steel. So fun fact, <laughs> there actually is a country singer named Bo Steel, no spelled way. the same way. And this is this is really random, but back when I was in college, maybe like 2014, 2015, I think is when this guy was really starting okay. to like get a little popular. Sure. He his most um, like his biggest video that got him into popularity was him singing like some hymn. I think it was Amazing Grace or something like that in a hospital waiting room. And then he like wow. then people started to like watch his videos and stuff, but. I would get maybe like once a month these random friend requests from like old ladies in the Midwest. What? <laughs> thinking that I was this other boast <laughs> deal. <laughs> you're, you're and, and I would like for a, a couple years before that, I did some traveling in the, uh, that area, like the South you were Midwest. <laughs> Because I was with the ministry, and so I I accepted some of their friend requests because I was like, maybe I met you at some church I was at. Like, no way. I, and then I like they would message me, and I'm like, 
Yeah, I'm not the most deal you think I am. <laughs> oh my gosh. Little old ladies are like, oh, he's so handsome, but he doesn't look like the guy in the music video. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have but black I, hair. But who else is named Bo Steele? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to friend request him. That is hilarious. Uh, okay, as always, what are you drinking? You got coffee or water in that thing oh, today? Just water. That looks awesome. I just need some water. Yeah. I'm repping my Albany Lions Cup. This is from our. There you go. Sweet little town we used to live in before we got here to Washington, Albany, Texas. So to my Albany friends that might be watching yeah. this, go Lions. Uh, they won state football this year. How oh, awesome that's awesome. That? It took wow. us leaving the stinking town for them to win <laughs> state championship. Like, what the heck, man? So go Albany Lions. Um, so, well, what's in the cup? Uh, black coffee. And it's oh, decaf there you go. because a couple of days ago, no, a couple like last week, I had this thing stocked full with like just straight up leaded yeah coffee and it was like 4 30 and so then it's 11 o'clock at night time and i'm just staring at the ceiling i don't it, like do y'all like here in the pacific northwest like y'all probably coffee is not probably a big deal to you. you probably drink you probably drank it when you came out of the womb like so like it <laughs> probably doesn't much. affect you anymore me it's like i mean i'm just getting like jacked up on some coffee it kind of depends for me like uh, there's a lot of times where it just doesn't affect me anymore um so i can't have it at like four in the afternoon or wherever but there's other times where i'll just get super jittery and almost like anxious because i have too much coffee yeah and that gets intense (laughs) (laughs) but just sparking out like tweaking like i mean that's like i can smell sounds (laughs) (laughs) that's like very seldom i taste colors and i have been better about having decaf yeah. if I need it. But good buddy of mine went to decaf. It was messing with his heart. And he's like, no, wow. I, can't, I can't do decaf. I can't do caffeine anymore. So he did, I mean, he's drinking decaf on the reg. So yeah, decaf you know. used to be a cuss word for me, but you know, <laughs> it's like diet Dr. Pepper. Like, no bro it's regular. Okay. Let's talk about things we like to do. So yeah. I, I want to talk about what you're probably going to think is pretty obvious and you're going to ask me questions about it. And then yeah. I'm going to talk and ask questions about Bo Steele's favorite thing, which you probably had no idea what it is, and we're going to drop it on this show. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it, it could be two things, because I have, like, two favorite things, okay. but the one that you're going to ask me about is totally legit. So here's my hope. My favorite. If you're watching this, and you haven't fast-forwarded it to whatever point, and, like, drop a line in the comment section of what you think... Bose is timestamp it whatever and then we'll see if you're right so anyway so Bo feel free to ask me any questions about favorite things and then I'm going to ask you favorite things about your okay. favorite things all the favorite so, things I know what your answer is going to be yep but what is your favorite thing outside of the good Lord Jesus Christ and my of family course, of course <laughs> why is it as Christians we feel like we have to say like well technically God and the, you know like yeah yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah we know that okay so Sunday school answer Jesus yeah, Christ like, well well technically so anyways outside of love for the Lord and my family I it's a little obvious I love barbecue and I love to talk about it all the time and oh, I yeah. and so I, I really got into it 2000. Four, 
I think was the year that I realized that all these men had barbecue grills. They had, and, and I didn't really know the full detail of it, but yeah. they had something that had fire that made meat. And I was just enthralled by that. And so I told my mom, my mom asked me what I wanted for Christmas one year. And I said, I want a barbecue grill. She's like, really? And I said, yeah, just, that's like a manly thing to do. Men have yeah. barbecue grills. So she just straight up got me my first grill. It was like 2004, 2005. What kind of grill was it? So it was a Weber Genesis. So it was a gas grill, propane tank, and had two burners just and had a little metal grate. I mean, it was probably this big. If you're listening, I guess it would be about 30 inches, maybe. If that, yeah, maybe not even that. Did, was it like on a stand or was it like a portable thing that you just set on? A you table? could. Well, no, no, it was on the stand. It was on a okay. stand. So you, you had to like kind of wheel it around and had a, had two wheels and then had a kind of a leg stand. Yeah. And it was just this sweet, not real big. And that's yeah. literally what I learned to start doing barbecue and grilling on mm-hmm. and all that. Now you, you wouldn't, you can't smoke on something like that, right? Yes, you can. What? <laughs> so, Enlighten me. Yeah. Okay. So. This is what I. This is one of the things I love about barbecue. It's a lot of fun, and I really like helping everybody get into this because yeah. it's a lot of fun and it's there's something primal about it. Little this kind of old school technique. I mean, we're so yeah. used to microwaves and whatever. This is like bringing it back to old school. But I also love. This is why I'm not judgmental about different ways of barbecuing. Yeah, is because I like to teach people that they can cook on anything and make barbecue. I mean, not pin, pending you putting a wood log in your oven at your house. Don't do that. But <laughs> but like yeah. So I straight up learned to um, take one side because you usually got like two or three knobs on your gas. Yeah, grill, and I would I would just have one of those knobs going. I'm trying to use basic language. Someone's listening to this and going, hey, I actually could do that. And I would turn it on, and I would turn the other ones off. So it's called two-zone grilling, meaning one zone is hot, one zone isn't. So it's the whole indirect thing. So I learned to do ribs on, so you would have the fire side going, and I would put the ribs on the other side of the grate. And then I learned to do, I put little, like a little aluminum pan or a little steel pan from the store and put wood chips in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so you have fire around this side and you would just put on the grate and it would smolder and give you some smoke flavor. And so the cool thing is you could run that gas and it wouldn't fluctuate temperature and would just cook it, dude. And I'm telling you, you could make some great barbecue using a gas grill. So what you're saying is a gas grill is almost better than a pellet smoker. Well, hey, hold on. We got some, <laughs> <laughs> we've got some friends that listen to this, and we're in this like debate with our com group or salt group, whatever, yeah. about like which is which. So we've got some like hardcore like pellet guys, and we have some that are like primal, and they're like, uh, pellets are for weenies or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just over here. I just love to eat. So I don't care. Like, and I'm just learning. Like, I'm a newbie <laughs> with all of this stuff. So I'm I'm just soaking it all in and learning. So I started with a gas grill, and then a few years later, I went to a charcoal grill. So yeah. I wanted to get more into like how to make a fire and how to maintain the fire. And so it, this was just a cheap someone. It was off someone's back porch, and they didn't use it anymore. So, so question okay. before we get into that. Sure. So why would someone 
want to get into building a fire because it sounds really nice to just have a knob you can turn and it's just always there. So why would you want yeah. to get to that next place to where you can build the fire yourself when just having a knob you can turn to have the fire come on sounds a lot easier? Yeah. So I think it comes down to a few things and this is my opinion. Yeah. I think one is flavor. So there is, there's different flavor profiles that you get into with like, charcoal and wood. So gas in and of itself doesn't have flavor. It's just heat. And so you're really banking on the rub, the seasoning you put on the meat. Yeah, and yeah. then if you've got one of those little metal pans that you put wood chips in. So if you got like hickory or mesquite or applewood, whatever. So you, you, there's just, there's like zero flavor with the gas route. Yeah. Then you get into, unless using, you add the flavor, you got to add the flavor. Yeah. You got to And so, so when you get into like charcoal grilling, you're using charcoal and wood chunks or actually wood splits to create the fire as well as the flavor. And so it becomes yeah. a more natural process. Um, so yeah, that's why someone would want, cause, and then also there's, there's something a little more fun. I'll just be honest. Like you're tinkering yeah. with it. You're adding some pieces, you're lowering the gray, you're moving the piece of wood. It's just this very hands-on thing that e I love to do. Even just where I'm at with just mostly grilling, like not doing much like low and slow barbecue, but just grilling. Like I have a charcoal grill, um, just like a, yeah. a big barrel grill. And I, I love doing it. Like yeah. it's fun getting all the charcoals ready and just there's the, the, the different variables and trying to get it just right. Like I enjoy the process. I love the process. Yeah. And I, and, and it's what our ancestors used to do. I mean, like, barbecue was this act of like coals and wood fire and whether you dig you dug in a hole or you burned down wood or whatever there's just there's this primal it's in us kind of so yeah like i've actually been experimenting and thinking about pellet smokers so that i could help someone that wants to get because there's all these different now we're getting into it okay so <laughs> There's also this spectrum of how much of a hobby it is for you. So if you're the kind of person that's like, man, like I just, I want to kind of, I want to turn it on. I want to get some food going and I don't have time to be messing with it during the nighttime. And it's just a lot easier, but I want a great brisket or ribs or pulled pork yeah. or whatever. Then, then I am the kind of person I want to help people find cookers for that they're like hey listen man i got like three kids and i, I don't have time all night to be messing with this thing for i sure. just want great barbecue to feed my family i'm not tinkering it's like do great you know what would be work for you would be a pellet grill or even a gas grill but use like wood chips yeah and then you kind of get into the like you know what like i i have a desire i want to get more primal or whatever. I want to use charcoal wood, but man, I don't have a ton of time to be messing with it. And then there's certain cookers that way. And then you have some that are like, I want to be involved in the process from the start to the end. I want to burn down the wood or I want to add the wood splits and there's cookers for that. So I'm the kind yeah. of guy that doesn't dog on any of them. I'm like, Hey, let's find out the way you like to cook and let's help you do that. That's like yeah. what I love to do. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So I've just progressed down the road and got different smokers yeah. and different things like that. So, so it's almost like my salvation story. It's like <laughs> I gave my life to the Lord and got a Weber Genesis. And then it's like I've progressed along the way into like where yeah. I'm at in ministry. I mean, Your barbecue testimony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like if you love barbecue, you have a barbecue. 
<laughs> a barbecue testimony. Like where I'm at now and the Lord's been growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. just so funny. So so going back a little bit in your in your barbecue <laughs> testimony. Uh, so, so you started out with your gas grill. Yeah. And then you went to the charcoal. The charcoal and grill. And so what came after that? Um, I think what came after that was, um, if I'm trying to remember right, I went from gas grill to charcoal grill to a little bit ch- bigger charcoal grill, and then I got a Weber kettle, which is okay. still a charcoal grill, but but the Weber kettle is the most versatile grill, mm. in my opinion, that if anybody were wanting to get into charcoal wood-fired grilling... It is the most versatile cooker on the planet. And it's also the most economic. Like, it's not up here in the PW, it's a little more expensive, but still, for what you're going to pay yeah. for, dude, all day long. So that's just one of those like dome yeah. grills, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can so, do so much with that. So, so how you is can that do different? everything with that. <laughs> so it's like the Swiss Army knife of grills. It, dude, yes. It is like the all encompassing, other yeah. than just. Having it set it and forget it, yeah. it's almost close to that. If you can get the air valves just mm. at the right setting, you can run like charcoal for like eight to 10 hours and not even have wow. to mess with it. Yeah. So Whoa. I'm telling you, this whole podcast could go for an hour, but it won't. We promise. We'll, we'll make it short <laughs> for you guys. But you can run the air damper and the, well, the exhaust and the air damper. Yeah. You can do it just right where it's getting the right amount of air and the right amount of burn on the charcoal. And you, I mean, and if you want to set it like 275, 250, whatever, or you're a low and slow guy, when we say yeah. low and slow, we're talking like 250 degrees and below. And if you're like 275 to 300, that's kind of hot and fast, so to speak. Okay. So you can get those dialed in. Yeah. And dude, you can rock that for like six to eight hours, sometimes 10 mm. hours, and not even mess with it. It is unbelievable. So, what's the difference? Like, like, why is that dome one so much more versatile than like, like the kind of grill I have? That's like the more barrel style. It's still like a, a charcoal grill. Yeah. But it's just got it's got that like lid that comes up. Like, what's the difference there? So like, I would love Dr Pepper to sponsor this show, and I would also love Weber to sponsor this show. I I love Weber, and I have a buddy of mine. He's in our salt group. So if you're listening, shout out to Stephen. He has yes. like every Weber product known to man, and I'm really? like, I am jealous. Yeah, if you ever been to his house, he's got the Weber Smoky Mountain. He's got the Weber Kettle. He's got the little Smoky Joe. He has all these products. <laughs> the only thing he doesn't have, and I'm hoping we somehow get it, they have like what's called like the Ranch Edition, and it's like. Like I think a couple thousand dollars. It is just huge. like a giant. Smoker. It's a giant dome. Like oh. take the Weber kettle and just make it massive, like the size of this table. It's huge. No. Yes, it is amazing. <laughs> so why I think it's different. I think there's a couple things. One, most of those charcoal grills that you and I get at the store, like Home Depot or whatever, they're really cheaply made. So they got okay. a lot of places where air kind of gets in. Mm. It's not real tight, and so those Weber kettles have just the right amount of air here and on top. And when you put that dome lid, most of them have a good enough seat where it sits on the crease yeah. that you 
it's not perfect, but you can get the right amount of air in. And I think that might be that dome also creates kind of a convection piece. So I don't know what it is about it, but they just cook so much more phenomenal than just a regular old boxy charcoal grill. And I've had the yeah. charcoal grill and I learned how to cook it. But the Weber kettle is like the step up. You can do yeah. hot, fast, just flame up a steak. Or you can cook 225, a couple racks of ribs, and then you can put all these accessories on it, like a smoke and sear, which is basically mm. this deal that you set on the side of it that has just the charcoal, has a couple holes in this like water reservoir thing. There's just so many neat things. Interesting. Yeah. So wow. you you can do, then we're getting into like cooking methods with like charcoal. Yeah. This is so ridiculous. We're even talking about, we're 19 minutes in and we're talking about char barbacle, barbecue. I'm here for it. Is you can do different ways of doing your charcoal in the cooker. So you can do like all the charcoal over to one side. Yeah. Okay. That's indirect. Mm -hmm. Then some people do the charcoal around it. like make like a circle. Oh. That's called the snake method. Okay. So it's, that's really, if you want to go really low and slow, if you're wanting to go that kind of route. And so then some people... Um, we'll just do live coals hot all of them at once. And then they're just adding almost as like if you would just add fire occasionally, but there's just different ways of doing it. Weber kettle is the most, it's the most, uh, versatile cooker in yeah. my, for as far as like outdoor grilling, it's, you yeah. just can't go wrong. I hope people go buy a Weber. We ought to put a link in the description. Like <laughs> we should become affiliates with like Weber kettle. That would be awesome. <laughs> We're not trying to make money off if the show. If anyone knows the guy. <laughs> We're not trying to make money off the no, show. No, 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 just no. Really, really. So yeah. anyways, after Weber kettle, I think I purchased my first, um, no, 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 no. I got a little offset smoker that weighed I felt like a thousand pounds. It was, it wasn't, but like this big and had a little box on the side where you yeah. wood, but it was made from like the thickest iron and it was Goodness. a cost to get around. So that's even a different style of cooking because yeah. that's where you feed a fire and it comes up through a chamber and goes out of an exhaust stack. So you're feeding not, not just charcoal, but like wood. You're yeah. actually feeding wood, whatever. Yeah. And then I had a big old smoker made, and then I had some friends that made a, another charcoal charcoal grill, but it was like really well done. My deacons at the last church. It was nice. Awesome. Yeah, they built an amazing charcoal grill for me, and I took it with me to Washington. So That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so how many do you currently have? So. Because I, I think I've only seen two <laughs> at your place, but I feel like you have more than that. So. When you become married, <laughs> I love my wife, there are certain things. It's like, no, we're not going to have a junkyard of like all of your grills in the backyard. Because yeah, yeah, if yeah. I could, my guidness would take over and I'd have 12 grills out there. But it was like, okay, do you need eight grills? And it's like, well, I guess I don't. And so it was just a matter of like, okay, which ones, and especially even moving up here to Washington, it's like... So I just took the ones that had the greatest value worth that will stand yeah. the test of time. So I took my big offset one, the one I had made in south of Abilene. Okay. Um, I had it made. I had it made, and I brought it up. And then I my my charcoal grill that my deacons made. I brought that one up, and then I have also what's called a blackstone, and it's okay. like a, it's like a flat top. Yeah. That runs off of gas, and we actually of all of our grills, we use that one the most. 
Because um, you can cook like almost anything on top of that. Right? It's really like, neat. Yeah, you can cook like fajitas, breakfast yeah. stuff. You you can I mean fried rice. There's just so many yeah. things. So. Yeah, that's nice. the that's the world of barbecue, man. That's, that's great. Yeah, I know we spent 22 yeah. minutes talking about barbecue, but I I literally could talk about this for hours. And my wife is going to yeah. watch and go, "Yep, yep." He can he can he could talk about this for hours. And it honestly, it was even just a great way for me to just get in the lives of men because yeah. uh, most men, and not all of them, but a lot of men love to do stuff like this. And so it was just a way for me to like connect with guys and for sure be like, yeah, I grill too. I'm like, oh man, that's cool. What do you do? Like, well, I do this, this, and that. And it's like neat. So it was just it was just an opportunity for me in the community, at church, wherever, to just to find something to talk to guys about. And also in what I do as a pastor, like it allowed people something to, to approach me because sometimes people get weird about the pastor, like, oh, he's like super holy and like I can't talk to him. He's like, no, I'm just a dude, and so I yeah, love Jesus. Yeah. So it just gives people sometimes something to like. For hey, sure. So uh, they don't know what to say. This gives them something to talk about, and so yeah. that's why that's, I love that's it. Great. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, I want to ask you about your favorite thing. So maybe yes. someone's dropped a comment and said, but. Do we want to go with what we did with you one time? Is that we want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, that's great. Yep. So Bo still, and I learned it's not called frisbee golf. It's called disc golf. But disc Bo still loves yeah. disc golf. Oh, so yeah. tell us about how you got into disc yeah. golf. So if you call it frisbee golf, I'm not going to be offended. It's fine. <laughs> He's not going to judge you. It's a round Thing. Except every time I said frisbee golf, you were very good to go. You mean disc golf? And I was like, I, I didn't say I, it like that. Well, I would be like, man, I love frisbee golf. And you're like, yeah, you know, in, in disc golf. Like, da, 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 da. <laughs> I might drop some subtle hints like that, but like, yeah, it was it's very okay. subtle, but I pick up on subtle. So, <laughs> what piqued your interest in getting involved yeah. in disc golf? Well, so when I was really young, my uncle took me a couple times, and that's when I was like first introduced to it. I had this like, like Aerobee used to make this disc that had like a really thin rim on one side and a really thick rim on the other. Okay. If there's any like hardcore disc golf nerds watching this, which there probably aren't, <laughs> but if there are, you know exactly what disc you I'm talking about. You might get into it by watching this show. Yeah. It's, it was called the Aerobee Epic and it is currently not PDGA approved professional disc golf association. Um, and, but yeah, so that was my first disc okay. was that Aerobee Epic. And I could throw that maybe like 80 feet on a good day, which is, is that good or bad? Terrible. Oh, okay. So yeah. for me, that'd be like legit, like 80 feet. Let's go. And for so you, like, you're like the world oh. record distance for disc golf is like over 700 feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My my no way. my max throw like on on my best day with like the perfect disc, perfect wind conditions is maybe like 300, 320. That's insane. Um, and and I'm no, like, I've never thrown anything 300 and something feet. That's amazing. You could you could learn to do it. It's mostly technique. Sure. Um, yeah. And, I mean, part of it is like the guys who can throw the furthest. They have like a very like a large ape index is what they call it, where that you have like longer arms for your body size. That's so, funny. Yeah, so it's like a it's a um, like sports term, the ape okay. index. Okay. And so, um, yeah, the yeah the guys who are throwing the farthest longer limbs. Yeah, longer limbs. They okay. just have like really really long arms, um, and even longer for like what their height is. Interesting. Um, but they can just bomb the discs. It is 
insane to watch. This is actually kind of growing in popularity. They're more yeah. like they have like even professional leagues now, right? So they've had, I mean, we don't have to get into all the history of it. I, for a little while, I was listening We're to We're 26 minutes. We didn't have a part two to this, like <laughs> diving deeper into barbecue and diving deeper into disc There we go. Yeah. Uh, but for, for a while, I was getting like super deep into the, okay. um, nerddom of mm. disc golf and just listening to Geeking podcasts out. about the history and stuff and it, it all came from like in the 70s whammo the the toy company they like made the first frisbee and they created these sports to get people to use their product really? and one of the sports they created was frisbee golf and so so disc golf goes back that far yeah, in like the 70s and 80s. No yeah. Way. Yep. The first course ever, which I actually got to play when I was in college in um, in Los, Los Angeles area, um, is called Oak Grove in okay. Pasadena. Um, and I think it was just put in with like tone poles. So you would have like a pole that was like in the ground and you would hit it and it would ring. And that means oh. that you finished the hole. So just um, kind of hit a pole and it would yeah. make a sound and go, hey, I, I got a hole in one or I got I got yeah. it in three or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So the rules are almost identical to regular golf. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're, I mean, out of bounds because, yeah, or things like that. Be- because that you're you're like throwing discs and not hitting a ball with a club, there's going to be some unique rules. True. Um, but the general rules are basically the same that's so neat trying to get the ball or the disc into the basket and as few throws as possible and so over time it developed from the tone pole to what they now call the basket i was gonna say the basket so i I at least know some yeah about disc so we actually have a little mini basket (laughs) right here yeah (laughs) yeah my wife gave me this as a gift but you've got these little bottle caps a little mini basket. Bam! So this is what a basket looks like, if you can see that. <laughs> looks like a chalice from like... <laughs> from, from far. <laughs> but it's got like chains that catch the disc. Um, and then it's got the basket portion down here. By the way, but, I love that we have a couple things of our favorite things. So oh, yeah. I've got the pig up yep. here by the light that is affectionately held on by scotch tape. And... <laughs> Behind the and scenes, then, and then the chalice, man. We need to. Oh yeah. We need to figure out where we're going to put the chalice at because I think it needs to have more prominence. So, okay, let me ask you this. So, what is so for me? If you're going to ask about barbecue, and yeah. you're going to say, "Hey, what is what is the thing you own or have that's like for you is the like creme de la creme?" And I would say it's my it's a smoker that I had built in in South of Abilene, yeah. and how much it costs and what it's made from, and I could tell you all the details. For you, what's like the disc you own that's, or a couple of them, they're like, yeah, these are my Cadillacs. These are my Lamborghinis. For sure. So discs, I mean, are a lot less expensive than a barbecue. <laughs> the, the most $2,000 Frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No joke though. Uh, what company was it? It was like. Like Versace or some or Gucci or something like of that. Of course, they, Louis Vuitton. They released a seven hundred dollar frisbee. Well, of course, they and did. it's literally like the, there's some guys I watch on YouTube that they bought the disc and they compared it to this like cheap like six dollar Chinese Walmart frisbee. special. It was literally the yeah. same disc. Like they could tell it was the same manufacturer, and they just stamped their Gucci logo on it and charged seven hundred bucks. Come on, Which be is better. Ridiculous. Be Anyways, better. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> but um, yeah, so for me, I think like the discs that I like the most are discs that I can um, 
utilize in a lot of different situations. Okay. Um, so, um, like a lot of guys in golf, they talk about how like the, I think it's the seven iron is like sure. the kind of, you can use it for whatever. Yeah. Five like or seven can, iron yeah. it has good loft, but you can also hit it a little further. Yeah. yeah. So is this, the equivalent to that in disc golf would be like a neutral flying disc. Okay. So what that means is, um, cause there's, believe it or not, there's putters, mid-ranges, fairway drivers, and distance drivers. Of course there is. Of discs. <laughs> and they, ha- uh, they have the different, like, edges to them. All so, right. like, one, um, like, the putters might be shaped more like a um, Frisbee, while a driver is going to have a more aerodynamic shape. It's going to have a more sharp edge. Do you know Mark Rober? Have you seen any of his stuff on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. He goes into talking about the science of Frisbees and that literally the reason it floats is because of the pressure down over the disc yeah. and the wind coming around. That's why I can like just float like that. If it For was sure. like, If it was flat, it wouldn't go the same distance yeah. because it's curved. Well, that's actually part of... So in disc golf, there's... Um, like for different situations, you might want discs that have more loft to them mm-hmm. or discs that don't have as much loft. Like if I'm if I'm 100 feet away from the basket and there's water behind it, I want a disc that's just going to drop. Okay. And so it doesn't go too far. So you're so going to get a up. disc. Yeah. So you're going to want a disc that has a more flat top so it doesn't have as much loft and catch oh, and go behind, beyond the basket. Yeah. yeah. And science. Oh. <laughs> Uh, but to answer your question, if, so the the disc that like the neutral flying disc. Okay. So there's um, the, the one that I'm loving right now is called the Hex. Um, cool. They give weird names to discs. Is that a, is that a brand or a model? That's a model. So okay. the brand is MVP. Cool. And um, and th- I mean they have their own like unique thing. Their discs they have this overmold, so the the rims of the discs are actually a more dense plastic. Cool. And they say that that helps the discs to fly farther. Okay. Um, okay. It's not necessarily scientifically proven, but <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> most of the stuff we do is not scientific yeah. proven. Anyways, we just love to do it. That's but awesome. The, but the hex is a um, so there's there's flight numbers to discs. The first number is how fast you have to throw it in order to get the disc to do what it's supposed to do. What? The second number is its um, its loft or its glide. The third number is its high-speed turn. So when it's going really fast, it's how much it's going to turn to the right for a right-handed, backhanded player. And then, and then the last number is how much low-speed fades. So as it starts to lose speed at the end of the flight, it's how much it's going to fade out left for a right-handed, backhanded player. You had no idea what you were getting into today's episode <laughs> and learning about <laughs> smokers and left-hand back spin fade Ooh. of a... Of a frisbee. That's awesome. Yeah. So the hex is a, I think it's a five, five speed, four glide, um, four or five glide, and then a negative one turn and <laughs> one fade. So it's it's pretty neutral. So it's going to turn a little bit when it goes fast, and then it's going to come back at the end. This is awesome. And that's why it's this. so versatile is because you can shape it to do different things. So depending on how I release the disc and what angle I release it on, I can get it to like, like if I release it at like a downward angle, I can get it to flip up and fly really straight. Or if I release it like at an upward angle, I can get it to like bend around trees. I feel like we could talk also like geeked out, like, 
but that, but yours sounds way cooler than what I get into. Like I can teach you how to get the fire going if it's getting a little low and the size split and where to put a little air cavity. I mean, that's pretty cool too. I don't know, man. Frisbee golf is, that's just cool, man. So, yeah. uh, Bo took, um, him and his wife took me and my family out to kayak point. Yeah. Kayak point. Sweet. So if you're in the area and you're like around Camino Island, Stanwood, Mount Vernon, Marysville, blah, blah, blah. There's like really cool area to go frisbee golf, and I think yeah. because we played a certain course, right? It yep. was like the freebie, right? Yeah. So a lot of yeah. disc golf courses are at parks and they're free, yeah. um, but they're starting to be more because disc golf is growing in popularity. Popularity. They're yeah. starting to be more paid to play courses. That's cool. um, But it's a heck of a lot cheaper than playing regular golf. So if you still. need, so if you need some free fun, well, maybe not free if you, but find someone that's got a disc and go out to yeah. kayak point and go play, or yeah. just go with Bo. He is like amazing. I love to go. I he love can to take teach new you. people. He taught our whole family on how to th- uh, really. I mean, because you think like, well, I know how to throw a frisbee, and then you get out there and you're like, oh, I don't know how to throw a frisbee, and so then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I didn't know this did it and all yeah. that stuff. So most people yeah. can learn to throw a good like eighty feet in one day. Like it's heck yeah. yeah. I mean, we're we're teaching disc golf to the VBS kids uh, this week, and Nolan, your son. <laughs> Threw it like I had the basket maybe like 200 feet away, and he threw it like three quarters of the way there. Stop it! That's my boy. He's got an arm. <laughs> t- I love it that at VBS we're teaching kids how to do frisbee golf. Oh, Two hundred yeah. and like thirty-five kids showed up today yeah, for VBS. So incredible, cool things are happening here at Commando Chapel. For but sure. uh, today we just we want to have fun with you, get involved in our life. Yeah. Uh, we um, so yeah. If you like this podcast, man, uh, let us know in the comment section. Like the video. We need your likes and your comments. One of the things that helps it do and it's part of the whole youtube matrix thing is the more you like it and all that stuff it gets pushed out yeah and we want more people to kind of see what's happening at commando chapel and what god is doing here and so that's the goal of the podcast right is to just get Mm -hmm. this out to people so people can hear the word yeah hear about jesus not just on sundays but throughout the week that's right yeah and so what we want to do sometimes we kind of joke to the first like we, we're still trying to figure out what we're talking about. That may be our tagline because sometimes we're going to come in here and we're just literally having fun. We're talking yeah. about barbecue and disc golf. Sometimes we're going to really dive into it and what Jesus says in his word and break down things. We may even get into stuff where me and Bo are like disagreeing and like, no, no, the word says this yeah. and and just have a good time doing that. So regardless of where you're at, we're so glad you were part of today. Like the video, comment if you can, um, subscribe to Commando Chapel. Uh, we're going to continue to, as best as we can, every Tuesday, put yep. fresh content out so that we can be consistent. But For sure. We're already kind of hit our time. Let's let the yeah. people go. Have a good day, all right? Sounds so good. We love you. See you next day. week, man.